Hello, and welcome back to the No Score Review Show, where we have in-depth critique and nuanced discussion of some of the latest movies, video games, and television. I am your host, Nick Green, and today I am doing a short little video on my top 10 most anticipated releases of 2024. This is my first video of 2024. It's been a slow rollout in these first couple of weeks for me in terms of the no score stuff and uh, just getting back into watching movies and playing games and whatnot. Uh, I still actually haven't gone to see anything or even just watch anything at home yet, but I am very excited to get back into the swing of things. And uh, yeah, without further ado, uh, I want to uh, jump right into it. Uh, this will be a ranked list. So we're going to start with number 10, Godzilla X Kong, the new empire, or Godzilla and Kong, the new empire. This is the latest entry in the MonsterVerse universe with Godzilla and King Kong that uh, started back in 2014, uh, produced by Legendary Pictures and distributed by Warner Brothers. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. it. Like I mean, these movies have been just big, dumb fun. Uh, the character side of things is severely lacking. Um, I do. I am intrigued uh, to revisit the first Godzilla, uh, Gareth Edwards Godzilla from 2014, to see how it kind of holds up. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but the more recent entries, particularly King of the Monsters and uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, the characters were just so forgettable, so bland. Uh, I just did not care anytime they were on screen. It was all about the big like action set pieces between Godzilla and Kong, like whether they were both in the movie or not. Just big monsters fighting each other. Um, that's That was the main pull. And I mean, that kind of is the main pull for these movies. But um, I mean, especially with Godzilla minus one at the end of last year, that just made these films look like a joke um, in terms of just showing how such a uh, compelling human story can be told in these types of genre films. Um, but I am keeping my expectations low in terms of that side of things. I'm very much looking forward to uh, the big pull that is the big monster fights. I'm intrigued to see why Godzilla has his uh, pink spikes and why Kong has a big giant metal glove um, that he's wearing. Um, and yeah, again, big dumb fun, and I'm very much here for it. Coming in at my number nine slot is Deadpool 3. This will be his debut into the MCU, which I am very much looking forward to, as I'm sure most people are. Very, very intrigued to see how they do it. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, theorizing uh, on the internet and everything. I've had my fair share of kind of just head canon theories on my own of how they could do it. Some really fun ways they could do it, especially with his kind of whole shtick of breaking the fourth wall and everything. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that they're embracing the, uh, the R rating still staying kind of true to his roots, I guess, if you want to call it that. Um, and I will be doing my best to try and avoid uh, all of the kind of set leak photos and everything that have been coming out because uh, I want to know as little as I can going into this one. And it's actually, I think, the only, as of right now anyway, the only uh, theatrical release for the MCU this year, unless things change drastically. But yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be kind of interesting to get only one theatrical release from the MCU this year. And uh, I'm glad that it's dubbed Pool 3. Next at number eight is Fallout Season 1. This is being produced by Amazon Prime uh, for Prime Video. 
And uh, I'm a big Fallout fan. I played uh, three New Vegas and four. I dipped my toe into Fallout 76 only recently when it came uh, onto PS Plus. And I, yeah, just great memories with those games, like the writing, the world building, the aesthetic of the whole thing. I, I think this these games are what largely got me so interested in that kind of like old 30s to 50s era uh, aesthetic. Um, and they just do it so well. And I was actually a little hesitant, especially as as most people are, as most video game fans are with these video game adaptations. We've definitely had some stronger uh, knockouts uh, in recent years. But I was still very cautious because we still haven't quite shaken completely free of that video game curse. There are still a couple stinkers from uh, recent years. But I was actually quite surprised by the trailer. I think tonally they nailed it on the head it was very much more a teaser trailer uh it doesn't really reveal much in terms of like who the characters are and what the story is but like as long as they are able to nail the same tone uh that they did in the teaser trailer um and because like really all you need to do is nail that tone nail that aesthetic uh have a great um like production design behind the show which it looks amazing as well the money is clearly there um so as long as there's some like likable characters uh some like witty dialogue and everything and a fairly intriguing story uh behind that then i think it'll be a knock out of the park so i'm very much looking forward to follow uh the tv show and uh yeah we'll see how it ends up being next on the list at number seven is maxine the third film in a trilogy from West horror filmmaker starring Mia Goth uh, and it is kind of a follow-up to the first film kind of a direct sequel in terms of chronology anyway following the main character I think her name is Maxine I have only seen the films once uh, the first two anyway uh, but really liked them really liked the uh, stylistic choices in those films uh, they were very uh, evocative of like 70s and like maybe like 60s to 80s horror, uh, like Grindhouse and just like some of the really grungy stuff, very evocative of the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm i just very excited to see what Mia Goth and T-West do with this uh, next entry. It's going to be set in LA, I believe, uh, in the uh, adult film industry scene uh, and kind of Maxine's rise to fame and what she'll do to kind of rise to the top. So yeah, one of the uh, higher profile horror films that I am uh, very excited for this year. At number six is Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. This is a kind of follow up to the reboot trilogy that wrapped up a few years ago, I think 2017 or 2018, and kind of takes place in the same universe, uh, like dozens of years later, hundreds of years later. I'm not quite sure how far in the future, but far enough for uh, ape civilizations to kind of start prospering and flourishing and really like establishing themselves. Um, the big thing with this one, like every time I see that trailer, it this is this is a rare occurrence for me nowadays, but every time I've seen that trailer in theaters before I go see a film, I I get goosebumps. I am like just so excited to kind of dive back into this world. It has this kind of gravitas behind it. Uh that's like really this really whimsical like hardcore sci-fi adventure that I'm very much excited to 
uh, get back into with these films. I was like completely content with that trilogy of films being done and over. Um, but I'm glad to see that they're kind of going back into this universe and this world, especially with how things wrapped up. But uh, there definitely still is some storytelling opportunity there. So I am very interested to see where they go with it. At number five, we're getting into the top half of the list now. Joker Folie à deux, I think is how you say it. The second movie from Todd Phillips uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix. And this time around, it will also star Lady Gaga. I really liked Joker when I first saw it. I think I've actually seen it like three times uh, in total now. Uh, I still really enjoy it. It like as soon as I know there was a lot of controversy kind of or like uh, kind of internet discourse surrounding that film of like it's nothing new. It's very derivative of several uh, films before it, um, which I completely agree with and can totally see it. Like I saw King of Comedy, Martin Scorsese's film with Robert De Niro uh, not long after that film. And it like is a carbon copy of it, basically as well as a few other uh, inspirational polls as well. But still, I still like it. I'm a sucker for it. Joaquin Phoenix is amazing in that film. The score is awesome. It looks great. And I am so, so intrigued to see what they do with this sequel because apparently it's supposed to be a musical. Uh, again, Joaquin Phoenix, Lady Gaga as potentially Harleen Quinzel, Harley Quinn. I It's just such a big question mark on my anticipation list that I am very excited to uh, dive back in with those characters. Number four on the list is Alien Romulus, which is being directed by Fede Alvarez. This is a new feature film in the Alien franchise. And if you don't know who Fede Alvarez is, he directed the 2013 reboot of uh, Evil Dead. I recently saw that for the first time before Evil Dead Rise came out last year and thoroughly enjoyed it. It was super gnarly, super gory, a uh, great horror. I am very intrigued to see what he does in the Alien universe. Supposedly, it's supposed to be set between the first and the second Alien movies. Um, I don't know much else beyond what uh, the story is, um, but I do know Kaylee Spaney is supposed to be uh, the lead, I think. Uh, she played the role of Priscilla Presley uh, near the end of last year in uh, Sofia Coppola's titular Priscilla. So I'm very intrigued. I loved her in that movie. So I'm intrigued to see her again, see more of her work. So uh, yeah, and I'm a big Alien fan. I love the first two Alien films. I have a guilty pleasure love for Alien Covenant. It, it's more as a sci-fi film than an actual Alien film, but I'm excited to get more uh, Alien on the big screen and very excited to see what Fede does with uh, the face huggers and the xenomorphs. Number three on my list uh, is the spot for the one and only video game on my list. I only ha had one TV show as well. This is predominantly uh, movies on the list, but uh, the video game spot goes to Replaced, which comes from developer Sad Cat Studios and published by Coatsync. This is a two and a half D sci-fi retrofuturistic action platformer. It's got some heavy cyberpunk inspiration. It's about an artificial intelligence trapped in a human body against its own will. It's combining cinematic platforming, pixel art, and free flow action combat set in an alternative 1980s. And this game, as soon as teaser trailers started coming out for it, I it skyrocketed to the top of my anticipated list. And 
It's been uh, delayed several times since its announcement. Unfortunately, the developers, Sadcat Studios, they are in or around Ukraine. So as soon as all of the stuff with Ukraine and Russia kicked off, uh, that put a dent in their development uh, schedule, which totally understandable. There is absolutely no ill will towards the amount of delays this game has had. I am just still just as excited for it as I was when it was first announced. And I am patiently waiting for uh, this game to finally release. It may end up in uh, 2025, but that's okay with me. I just can't wait to have it. Uh, And hopefully it does come out in 2024. So uh, yeah, that's uh, my most anticipated video game of the year for sure. In the number two spot, this one kind of has a big asterisk next to it because I don't think this, or I don't think the release date has actually been confirmed yet, but I think uh, it, it did have a locked in release date around the time its predecessor came out. Number two, it belongs to Spider-Man Beyond the Spider-Verse, the third film in the uh, Sony animated trilogy that has been coming out as of late following Miles Morales. And uh, yeah, this one had a more specific uh, release date around the time Across the Spider-Verse came out, but I think they pushed it. Uh, They kind of just broadened the release date, I believe, to a 2024 release. Um. So it'll it'll be interesting to see if they if it does end up coming out this year. Uh, but as of right now, it's on the 2024 release calendar. So it is going to take my number two spot. I, I mean, if you've been around this channel at all, you know my love for Spider-Man by now. And you know my love for these two movies. I reviewed both uh, movies last year. Um, and I just absolutely adore them. And the cliffhanger across Spider-Verse leaves you on is just insane. I was so just flabbergasted. My jaw dropped. I was like, my heart leapt into my throat and I couldn't uh, wait. I couldn't wait another year, let alone uh, however long it takes for this uh, third and final film to come out. But regardless, I am very excited for Beyond the Spider-Verse and I cannot wait when it comes out. Before we get to the number one spot, I did want to uh, just shout out some honorable mentions. Uh, Three particular releases uh, that are coming out this year that were part of the uh, Writers Guild and Actors Guild strikes and their delays. Dune Part 2, Challengers, and The Bike Riders. Those three films were uh, a few of many releases that got pushed into this year that were supposed to come out last year. I was very excited for their release last year and... Just kind of as an honorable mention, I'm still very excited to see them this year. And then one other uh, release that's supposed to come out this year. This one has kind of crept up into my top 10 anticipated releases, but Long Legs. Now, this is a horror film being uh, produced by Neon, who has a great reputation for uh, indie films. And I believe indie horror as well. Um, But it is coming from director Oz Perkins, who directed projects such as The Black Coat's Daughter, Gretel and Hansel, and I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in This House. Uh, The very first of which I absolutely adored when I first saw it. Uh, Gretel and Hansel, I wasn't as hot about. Uh, It was kind of a meh film for me. Um, Pretty Thing That Lives in the House, I also really enjoyed. That one's probably the middle of the road for me, but Black Coat's Daughter was phenomenal. And even though I was a little less enthused on the other two, uh, I still think what he does as a filmmaker is very intriguing. And I'm very, very interested to see what this film has in store. The first two teasers that have come out for this film are 
just spine tingling and like make will make your skin crawl. Um, it's a uh, a horror film, like I said, about a FBI agent who is assigned to an unsolved ser- serial killer case. Uh, it stars Nicolas Cage as well. I also uh, recently learned about. So there's just a lot of parts in motion here that are uh, making this to shape up to be a potential like fantastic release for the year. And I cannot wait to learn more about it. And I just can't wait to see it in general. I don't even really need to know anymore. Um, I'm happy to have it on my plate now. So yeah, Long Legs is another honorable mention. And finally, at the number one spot, and I can't believe, like, if the release date is true on this one, the Christmas Day release, uh, then I'm going to have to wait an entire year, basically, for Nosferatu, Robert Eggers' next film. I am a huge Robert Eggers fan. I have jumped on the bandwagon of uh, being a diehard fan of his. I love all three of his films uh, that have come out so far. Uh, The Witch, The Lighthouse, and The Northman. Uh, There's like really nothing bad I could say about any of them, really. I think The Northman maybe is the, the weakest of the bunch, but that one also is so different from his first two films. Uh, it's definitely like the biggest scope he's ever worked with, biggest budget and everything. Um, so I still still really like it considering. Um, but I'm glad to see he's going back to his true roots. And I'm super intrigued to see him tackle uh, this like classic um, character of Nosferatu. I haven't seen the original film. It's, de- it's still on my watch list. But uh I mean, when you hear that Robert Eggers is doing a Nosferatu film, I mean, I would only assume that you're on board as much as I am. And especially when the cast is as good and as stacked as uh, this one is. Let me just read a few names. Bill Skarsgård, Willem Dafoe, Lily Rose Depp, Nicholas Holt, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Like, I mean, it doesn't get much better than this. Uh, and Robert Eggers is at the helm. So I, I am all in for this one. And I cannot believe, I cannot believe it's going to be coming out on Christmas Day. So not only will I have to wait almost an entire year still to see this film, but I'm also going to have to probably wait until like after Christmas Day because I, I'm not going to probably be in the vicinity of a movie theater um, that's playing this film. So uh, yeah, I I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to be uh, just in a tither this holiday season for 2024, but that doesn't mean that it is any less deserving of my number one spot. I am eagerly awaiting that film. Uh, it it got a like letterboxed paged uh, like a couple of years ago now, maybe. And as soon as I saw it on Robert Eggers' uh, schedule or like planned projects uh, page, then I was on board immediately. I, there wasn't even any information when it first got added. And I was like, there, day one, I will see it for sure. So yeah, Nosferatu is for sure my most anticipated film of the year. And uh, yeah, that's going to be my uh, top 10 with a couple honorable mentions in there as well. Uh, it This year is shaping up to be a very interesting one. There are lots of things that are on the calendar for me that I am interested to see among the top 10 films that I've or releases, I should say, uh, that I listed here. Lots of other movies, video games and television to watch this year, as always. So uh, be sure to stick around to the No Score Review Show on YouTube or your favorite podcast listening services. That's where you'll get all of the uh, reviews that I do for uh, any new releases. And then I will also be doing some more franchise and review uh, videos covering 
some of the upcoming franchises uh, that have new releases this year, as well as the No Score re-review show. I only ended up getting out one episode of that last year uh, before Across the Spider-Verse, but uh, the re-review show is basically identical, but it's just covering stuff that has already come out. So there might be a couple prequels or sequels or uh, reboots or whatever that have a pre-existing entry in uh, their kind of franchise or what have you. Uh, So I will be doing more uh, reviews for those pre-existing releases with a variety of guests as well. So be sure to stick around for all those uh, lovely faces to appear again this year on the channel. I am uh, very much looking forward to this year, and I hope you are too. Please let me know what your uh, most anticipated releases are. You can do a top 10, you could do a top 5, you could just tell me what the uh, number 1 pick is for you. I'm uh, very intrigued to see what everyone's excitement is uh, this year regarding movies, video games, and television. And uh, let's talk about it down below. You can uh, tag me on the socials as well, at NoScore or at NoScore Reviews, and uh, let me know what you're excited to see as well. As always, uh, you can find me on YouTube and your favorite podcast listening services. Thanks so much for watching and listening to this short little video, and we will see you very soon. Bye-bye.